0: Of a conversation with Jenna. If this is your first time here, hey, I'm Jenna and I'm so glad that you're joining me here today. A little disclaimer that you will hear in every episode is this What I'm about to share with you are my personal thoughts, opinions, and experiences. I am not an expert, nor will everything that I say be factual. Please do your own research and think for yourself. As always, my hope is that my life experiences can help you in your life. So sit back and soak in the goodness. Let's jam. There's so much that I want to tell you guys, but I don't even know where to begin. I'm having a hard time starting the podcast. I'm having a hard time starting this episode because I don't know where I want to start. At first, I was going to talk about all of the red flags that this man has And I actually did that and I recorded like, you know, a good chunk of it. And then I stepped away from recording for a few days. And then I was like, you know what? Like, I don't really know if I want to talk about all of his red flags. I kind of want to talk about it from my perspective and where I'm at now and kind of lessons that I've learned from this experience and, you know, how I'm going to do things different go forward. So maybe that's what I want to talk about. But I can say that I met this man on match.com. I can say that we instantly had so many things in common that he was a dancer. I'm a dancer. He danced in college. He grew up dancing competitively just at a studio, like literally in the next city away from me. Um, We probably like competed against each other at competitions because we're the same age. Um, Like. It's just kind of wild how our paths crossed so randomly. And when he first told me that he was a dance teacher, I was like, what? No way. Like, that's just not even possible. Like, I've never dated a dancer. I've never dated anybody in the arts before. And, um, yeah, I just thought, wow, like, this could be something really cool and really special. You know, I never even thought that I could have the opportunity to, like, date or marry someone who you know, again, was also in the arts that we could like dance together or we could like perform together. Right. Um, so yeah. So then we started talking and we connected more and whatever, and the relationship is over. Like I ended it just a few days ago and it was just such a mess and he really hurt me. And the thing that I think, that sucks the most is that he is so unaware of how damaged he is. And that his damage like bled off onto me. And it's just so interesting to think about that I have scars on my heart from him that were not there before. They will always be there go forward. I will heal from them, but like they will always be there now. And I I always like cautioned myself to make sure that I guard my heart, right? That I don't get like too deep into something that's really toxic or you know just be cautious of your heart and I feel like I was cautious I feel like it lasted for the amount of time that it was supposed to last um I can say that I tried to break up with him for like four weeks but he kept coming back but I also want to say that I just wasn't ready to let go yet because I still wanted to have hope that maybe this could work out and um Yeah. And I would say like going into it, I definitely saw some red flags or some yellow flags, I would say, because I think everybody has red flags. Right. And I think it just depends. Do does the good outweigh the bad and the bad? Can you deal with the bad? Like, what is the bad and why is it bad? Right. And so I would say that I did notice some things, but I was just like, you know, I, I want to be married and I have to give someone a chance. Right. And so I just chose this person. I just chose him. I was like, OK, let's give him a chance. You know, we had the dance thing in common. There's a we there's a lot of things that we had in common. I found him to be very handsome. Um, He's very charming. I loved his voice. Like every time I would talk to him on the phone, it was just like I had known him for my entire life. And I've never experienced that with someone before. And to be quite honest, I was so infatuated with him. I was like, on our first date, I was like, I love him. And I was like, I'm going to marry this man without even knowing who he was. That's like the first caution that I will never do again is I will never, I'm going to try my best to not be so infatuated with someone that I'm like, oh, I love him. No, it was more like lust for him. And I think it was also more of um, I was like falling in love with the idea that he could be my husband, you know, which is something that I've been looking for my entire life. So, there's that. Um <laughs> I would say that I also I don't I'm never going to do this again. I don't know if I would say that it's a mistake because I don't think I missed out on anybody because like I still Okay, so he told me and I agreed, but we kind of agreed that like we were only going to see each other. Like We were going to put the time and effort into each other to see if this is something that we want and we weren't going to pursue anybody else. And that's where I'm not going to do that again. No, 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 no. I'm never going to be exclusive with someone until we're in a committed relationship. And I used to feel really guilty. There was one time I was texting with this one guy and, um our first date did not go well. And so I wanted to give him another chance to go on a second date. But then this, I was also texting with this other guy and I felt so guilty texting with the second guy because I wanted to give the first guy a chance. I, I, I was just like this, I feel so guilty about this. Like, do I need to tell the first guy that I'm like talking with another guy? Like, I just didn't know how to like process it or handle it. But no more guilt going forward. I am not going to just be exclusive with someone. Nope, not until we decide that that's what we want and we're going to be in a committed relationship. Nope, sorry. Through this super toxic dating situation, and it could be because the breakup is still really fresh, and and so I probably still have some feelings, you know, towards the situation, but I kind of just feel like I'm in a different space now. First of all, I'm so proud of myself that I ended it. So proud. You know, I'm so proud that I realized he's never going to give me what I want. He's never going to commit to me. He's going to want to have his cake and eat it too, right? He's going to want to, it was a constant chase. Um, He would give me a little inkling of what I want so then I would pursue him more and then he would push away. And then I would be like, okay, bye. You're not giving me what I want. And then he would come back and be like, he would offer me a little bit more crumbs so then I would give him another chance and then he would run away. And then I would run away or not, I wouldn't run away. I'd be like, okay, bye. He would run away and still want to have contact with me. Right. He would be like, well, I can only see you once a week, you know, stupid crap like that. And there was this video that I watched on YouTube and it was talking about different attachment styles and, I believe she was saying that a person who has an anxious attachment style and then someone who has, I think it's a detached attachment style. When they get into a relationship together, it's like a constant circle of one chasing the other and then one pulling away and then the other pulls away and then the person comes back and chases them. And it's just like this evil cycle. And I was like, that's exactly what this guy and I, this that's exactly what the relationship was that we were in. That's exactly how it was with my ex of nine years. That super toxic relationship. And I'm just like, I can't do this. You're not going to give me what I want. This is not what I want. This is not what I've envisioned for myself when it comes to being in a marriage or a relationship or dating anybody. So I just have to say like, yes, it lasted four months and it was super toxic, but at least it wasn't nine years. At least it wasn't five, six months or a year. He kept wanting me to give him more chances and more chances. Well, just wait, just wait. Like, my work is going to slow down and I'll be able to have more time for you and all this stuff. And I'm just like, no, dude, no, you you can't, you can't just like have your cake and eat it too. You can't just have a, be in my life for a little bit. No, 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 no. And, um, so I, I just feel like I'm really grateful that I took those four years off and I didn't date anyone and I really worked on myself and I learned what I wanted and I learned what my self-worth and my value is and that I need someone who matches that self-worth and value. And then speaking of um, self-worth and value, like one thing that I thought was really interesting when in this relationship was I had said to him one time, because in the beginning, you know, I was really infatuated, right? I said to him one time, I said, you know, I'm just waiting for you to see that this is forever. That's what I said to him, because the, in the beginning, I honestly thought he was the one. Like, we texted, we texted and had phone calls for two weeks before we even went on our first date, because he was out of town. And I felt like in that time of texting him and getting to know him, like he showed me a side of him that I really liked, right? So I made that comment to him you know, I'm just waiting for you to say that this forever. And he just looked at me like I was crazy. And he said, forever? You would want to be with me forever? And I was like, yeah, like, I think so. And he goes, oh, I didn't know that anybody would want to be with me forever. And not in the way of he would get married and get divorced, but he didn't know that anybody could ever love him unconditionally. He thought, he told me, he's like, oh, I just thought like I would meet a woman, like we would like each other, you know, like be in love. We would get married, have babies and like have a house together. But he, he didn't know, like he never really thought that he could get the desires of his heart. He didn't, he didn't believe or he doesn't believe that he's worthy to have the desires of his heart. He doesn't, he didn't believe that he was worth it, that someone could actually truly love him for who he is and where he's at. And that just made me so sad. And I felt like I then like kind of went on a mission and was like, well, I'm going to show him that he's worth it because he is worth it, even though he is an a-hole and he treated me like crap. I feel like on a human level, you are worth being loved unconditionally. Like you are deserving of being loved unconditionally. You need to love other people well, too. But like you are loved and there was one time where he was going through a really difficult day with work and I Uber eated him, uh, his favorite Starbucks drink. And, um, the next time I saw him, he goes, Jenna, I really loved that. Like it made me really happy and it made me feel really loved that you sent me that Starbucks when I was having a difficult, difficult day. I said, well, of course I said, you deserve it. And he just looks at me wide eyed and he goes, you deserve it too. And i wanted to be like, yeah, so then do it. Treat me right. <laughs> but it's because i cared about him i wanted him to know that i cared about him i wanted to know i wanted him to know that i love like love him and that i care about him and he's worthy and so i think it's so important that you find someone who already knows what their worth and value is because then they're going to treat you that way too it it just literally broke my heart that he didn't know love and i just kept telling him i said i think the girls that you've been with they just haven't loved you well And the same with me, the people that and and the people I've been in a relationship with, like they I've I haven't been loved well either. And like I was trying to love him well, but he wasn't able to love me well because he doesn't even know how to love himself well. And that's the thing is like you have to learn how to love yourself well, I think, before you can love someone else. And um, that's one of the problems that we had. And so it just really broke my heart. And um, my cousin was once telling me that she was in a really toxic relationship and she um, didn't feel worthy of love either. And when she told the guy that she was in a relationship with, he was like, well, then you don't deserve it if you don't think that you deserve it. And that just like broke her. And I said, and so she was like, I'm really happy that you didn't say that to him. I'm really happy that you still showed him love, even though he didn't feel like he was worthy of it. I was like, yeah, of course. Why would I like, I'm not going to I'm not, I'm going to do my best to not continue to break someone down who's already freaking broken and we're all broken. Like we all have issues and we all have red flags and we all have struggles. And like, I just want someone who loves me where I'm at and who loves me unconditionally. And I feel like that's what other people deserve too. So that's what I'm going to try my best to show them and to give to them. And our breakup lasted like four weeks because I tried to break up with this man so many times, but he kept coming back. And I would be like, okay, we're over now. I can't just like that's like that cycle, right? I already told you about the video that I saw online of the cycle of the anxious person and the detached person how it was just like back and forth, cat and mouse game, right? That's what was happening. And I was just like, okay, this is done. But then he kept coming back. He would he would keep wanting to to talk. I blocked him. He found another way to contact me. So then I gave him another chance. I let him explain himself, right? Okay, so I gave him another chance. Then I broke up with him again. But I didn't block him because I thought, you know what? Maybe if I just give this man what he wants, he will then leave me alone. No, that didn't work either. So then I broke up. So we talked again. Then I was like, no, this is not, you're not going to change my mind. I want, I want to break up. We're over. I need to go find my husband. I said, you need to let me go because you're not going to give me what I want. And you're holding me hostage within this relationship because you're not letting me go. I said, you need to let me go. And one time when I was like trying to break up with him, he said, but Jenna, I don't want to let you go. And I just thought that is the most selfish thing that I've ever heard. Because when you really care about someone, when you really love someone, you're going to let them go so they can go find their happiness. And I even talk about that this is a quality that I'm looking for in a husband in my episode called Does Mr. Right Even Exist? I say that I say, I want to be with someone who loves me so much that if I want out of this relationship and if we've tried everything we can, right, all the therapy, all the counseling and like nothing is working and I want out, he's going to help me pack my bags and he's going to send me on my way with happy greetings and with great wishes and that he hopes that I find my happiness. And I just think if more people would adopt that attitude, I think you could, you most likely will get what you want because the person who leaves they might come around and be like, you know what? That was so selfless of him to do or of her to do. Like, maybe I need to give them another chance because they actually do really love me and do care about me. The fact that they were willing to let me go, even though it was going to hurt them so much, like that, find that person. That's the person that you want. And he was not that person. He was so freaking selfish. Every time I wanted to break up with him, wait, can you please call me? But I also have to say that before a few days ago I wasn't ready to break up because I wanted to continue to give him other chances so I did allow him back in but why couldn't he just been mature and be like okay I understand and I and he told me he told me once it's because I'm the best he's ever had and it's like and he said thanks for making me feel so special and I'm like that's right because that's how I love people and I love others so find someone who's willing to let you go. Finally I was like, no more. This is done. I can't do this anymore. And I texted him that it was over because there was just no, like there was no reasoning with this man. And this man did not respect my boundaries and he did not respect what my no. He absolutely didn't. And he didn't respect what it is that I wanted. And so I just was like, there's no need. There's no need in me calling him and telling him this because he's just going to try to like talk me out of it. Right. And there's so much more to the story, but I'm also, I just want to like get this out there and then never talk about it again because it's just been so toxic and so draining on me emotionally up and down, like super high highs, super low lows, just like not nothing stable. But the craziest thing was, is two days ago, I sit down at my laptop on my Mac to start recording this podcast and I open my MacBook and all of a sudden I see his phone number come up atop, come up uh, atop Oh my gosh! Come up on the top of the screen, like he had texted me, and I was like, "My gosh, it is it, this guy is haunting me? Like I'm never going to get rid of him, right?" Because I had blocked him on my phone, but my MacBook was still receiving messages from him, and like the last message that I sent him when I broke up with him, I just said, "This is what I want, like." There's nothing more that we can talk about. You're you're not going to be able to change my mind. We are over and we need to move on from each other. Please respect what I want. Thank you. Right. So I think I'm done. I'm never going to hear from him again, even though I saw that he tried calling me all the things. Right. I open my MacBook. I see that there is a message from him and it was just like the ghost of the past. The ghost of Christmas past was coming back to haunt me and I see his final message that he sent me. And he said to me, I'm not here trying to change your mind, but you are always adamant about discussing things on the phone and not over text. Can we please just talk this morning? And I thought that was the same kind of message that I would get every time I would try to break up with him and I would let him back in because I thought, okay, like maybe he wants to change. Maybe there's an opportunity here, but no, like fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Right? Like I gave him so many opportunities to like change and to come back to the table, like as a mature man and a mature 35 year old adult, who's going to be 36 in just a few months, but he keeps acting like a freaking child. And so I just thought, wow, I thought I was going to get rid of this man. And here he is haunting me with this last text message. But I know I made the right choice because again, he's not respecting what I want. I just said, And in the text that I sent him, I said, please respect what I want. We're over. Nothing you can say to change my mind. Honestly, like a true man and a true gentleman, he either wouldn't have responded back or he would have just said, okay, take care. Like, or he would have said, I respect you. I'm going to let you go, whatever. And, and this, there's so many things that are leading up to this, like, Yes, I just feel like, dude, you have to let me go and I need to just shut you out and I have to block you because you're toxic and because you keep trying to come back and this is not healthy. Um, And I have to say, going through these last four months has kind of changed my perspective when it comes to dating (laughs) and like (sighs) who I'm going to give my time to, who I'm going to give my attention to. And it could be because it's so fresh, right? but I just don't feel like as eager to find a husband anymore. Like I'm back on the dating apps, right? I got back on literally the next day, you know, I'm on he- eHarmony and match and those ones I paid for. So when I was like with him, I didn't, I just deleted the apps from my phone. I obviously didn't delete my account because I had paid for them. Right. If it would have worked out with him, like I would have just let them like expire, but I deleted hinge and I deleted bumble. Um, and then I got right back on. Right. And so, I've like on Bumble, it's like the girls have to make the first move. So yeah, if I match with a guy on Bumble, I'm going to make the first move. But I'm not as like, I'm not as like, let's just say this. I used to be, if a guy wouldn't message me back right away, I would get so upset and I would just be like, ugh, you're not the one because clearly you don't really want this. Now I'm kind of like, well, like let it sit for a few days. Because maybe he's busy. And I'm also busy. I'm not super eager or quick to respond back either. Because like I'm still going about my life. Like for me. I don't know. I I don't think I dropped everything in my life for him. Because I didn't. I still was dancing. I still was hanging out with friends. Right. Like I was still doing things that I love. But it's just like if this is how guys are going to be. And I can't put that a blanket statement. That every guy is like that. But I just haven't found a good guy yet. And so it's like. I'm not trying to like rush back into something that's going to be toxic again. I don't know. I just feel like I'm not as eager and I and or as desperate, although I wasn't with this man out of desperation. I was with this man to try to make it work because right, like I'm trying to find a husband and I think my friend said it best. She's like, I'm going to know if you're not the one right away, but I won't know that you're the, I won't know if you're the one until after some time. And that's exactly what it was with this guy. Right. Right. And like I said, everybody's going to have red flags and you just have to see if the green flags outweigh it. And so, yeah, I just feel like I've learned some kind of lesson here. I don't think it was a waste of time. We had a lot of fun adventures together. I learned about sports betting and I won really big on my very first bet. And so that was really exciting. And I got to buy something really expensive that I've wanted for a while And, you know, he taught me how to also like play craps, which was really fun. We went to Vegas a few times. We went on his jet ski. Like we had, I mean, there were definitely some fun times, but there was also a lot of tears. There was also a lot of aggravation. There was also a lot of anxiety. And I just feel like being in the right relationship, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have that. Not that there's not going to be tears and anxiety and frustration, but it shouldn't, it just shouldn't be as consistent. Like there should be more good than bad. So I don't know. I hope that this helps you in some kind of way and like maybe you can learn something from it, but I don't know. Like I'm still on the apps. I'm still looking, but I'm I'm also like I just want to get to a place where if it doesn't happen I'm going to be okay. If my dreams don't come true of having a husband and having babies and having a home that I get to like cohabitate with someone and share a life with, like I want to be okay with it. And you know, I'm going to be 35 on Friday. And again, I have this like thing that my eggs are dying that I got to find someone. Right. But I don't want to get into the wrong relationship just, just because I'm desperate, just because I want to have babies. Right. And, um, so just like, Try to stay on the course of going after what you want and try not to settle. Although there's a part of me that feels like I'm going to have to settle because there's a part of me that feels like I'm never going to find someone who matches everything that I want. (laughs) Which obviously it's like, I feel like there's a little bit of truth to that because no one is perfect, you know? I don't think I've talked about all the saving graces that I've had throughout these last four months too. That, you know, I would think, okay, like maybe this is worth it. Like, let's keep, uh, like pushing forward here but there's this song it's called flowers and I'll post it in the um description and her name the, the singer's name is Lauren I can't remember maybe Lauren Smith I'll po- post it in the description but it's called flowers and this is a song that I found like in the beginning of the year when I first started dating people and it describes the relationship with my ex of nine years so perfectly now although he never um joked around about getting engaged he I did feel like, oh, well, I guess we'll just get married because we kind of talked about it, right? We talked about, you know, once we turn 30, like, then we can get married. Just something like that. We broke up, like, when I was 29. But um, it was the guy that I dated for most of my 20s. But, um, you know, in the beginning of the song, she talks about how he would joke around with his family about that they would get engaged and it would get her hopes up. And then he would be like, I'm just kidding, and then she would just get crushed. And I feel like that's exactly what he did with me. I, uh, there's another part that says, um, when we'd fight, you give me space and not communicate. And I thought for a while, that's what I should appreciate. That's exactly what my ex did with me. We would get in a fight and he would just leave. And I would call him and call him and call him. And then he would just block me. And then I wouldn't hear from him from days. And that's exactly what this last guy did too. There, there was a time and how like the breakup, like over the last four weeks, like how it really started was because he just stopped communicating with me. Like I wouldn't hear from him for days just because he was going through something difficult. And that's when I was like, dude, if you don't let me in and allow me to walk with you in this difficulty, like this will hurt our relationship and end it because I'm not going to tolerate that. I'm not going to tolerate you shutting me out while you're going through something difficult. No, because that's not what I want. I want someone who's going to let me in and we're going to walk through it together, right? Like that's what you do in relationship. You are a team, like two become one. You are a unit. You go through things together. You parent together. You cook together. You do things together. You make decisions together. It's not like one person makes the decision and the other person is just okay with it. And I felt like that was what was starting to happen because he would be like, well, I see this in our future. He would never ask me, is this what, do you want this to but I was also okay with the thing that he was talking about for the future. So I was like, yeah, that's fine. Right? But it was never a conversation. It was him telling me this is how it's going to be. No, no, no. That's not how it works. This there's, this is a team. This is a unit. We have conversations. But again, he doesn't understand that when you're in a relationship with someone, you're on the same team. You're working as a team yeah, I just can't believe I let it go on for four months, but it needed, it's fine. At least it was just four months. It's a very short, short time frame in the timeline of life. But um, I'm really thankful for going back to that song, Flowers. I had it in like my YouTube playlist of music. And so that song would come on and then it, it again would remind me about my ex and it remind, it reminded me about that guy that I was dating. And I would be like, oh yeah, that's, That I don't want that. And that's exactly what he's doing to me. And that's exactly the way that he's treating me. And I'm really thankful for that song because it was an excellent reminder when I was in the middle of it of, hey, Jenna, this is actually what you don't want. You can do better than this and you deserve better than this. So I felt like there were pieces of things like that that would happen throughout that the time that we were dating that would just kind of bring me back to earth and bring me back to reality to be like hey jenna this is not what you want so for those moments i'm really grateful well that is all i have for you on this episode of a conversation with jenna but remember the conversation doesn't have to end here if you have thoughts and opinions on my thoughts and opinions you can email me at a conversation with jenna at gmail.com I can't promise that I will respond to every email, but I would love to hear you, hear from you. Also, please rate and review my podcast on whatever platform you listen on. I would greatly appreciate it. Don't let the things you want make you forget the things you have. Thank you so much for listening, and I can't wait to talk with you next time. Bye.